Hey everyone, welcome to Reformed Podmatics, hosted by the pastors of Almond Valley Christian Reformed Church in Ripon, California. It's Pastor Mark Van Dyke and Pastor Zach Dewey, and this podcast exists to promote the vibrant, biblical, and historically informed face of Reformed theology, both in our context and beyond. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Reformed Podmatics. Thank you for joining us today. I am Pastor Mark. And I'm Pastor Zach. And uh, I hope that you all had a blessed Reformation Day and Halloween weekend and uh, had a lot of fun and are now consuming massive amounts of candy (laughs) if you have children um, sneaking your kids' candy. when you're able a little bit uh we're doing a little bit of that in our family but um (laughs) uh trying to make sure it doesn't happen too much um what is your favorite candy mark 100 grand bars Ooh, give me all the 100 grand bars which is is nice (laughs) because the kids don't really like them nearly as much as Mm. some of the other ones the fruity ones they like the the fruit ones more than the chocolatey Mm. ones what about you it's tough yeah i think of it in two categories of fruit and chocolate so if i'm doing (laughs) like a classic chocolate bar i love snickers um, it's got a little bit of everything, which is perfect in my opinion. For doing fruit, I really like gummy candy. So just mm. recently I tried Blue Raspberry O's, and they are fantastic. Nice. Anything Blue Raspberry, it's like my favorite candy flavor. And I know it's artificial, but it's delicious. Uh, I'm a sucker for it. I have been my whole life. I also like black licorice. That's oh. been something like a snack that I've been, been getting into lately. So... Uh, other other fans of black licorice unite because we are a small minority in the world it seems <laughs> well you fit in well in this uh church of dutch background true. And so uh yeah black I licorice store. is very popular i was at save mart the local grocery store here in ripon and there's a dutch food section a tiny little section oh, yeah. yep. and that's where i found some really good black licorice so i've been <laughs> enjoying that <Droppies>. recently <laughs> yes and so um on the, after beginning on that lighter note, we are going to, if I had sound <laughs> effects on this podcast, I would hear the screeching brakes and the, or the record scratch, and we're going to shift yeah, over seriously. into something from in, into something that is, we were just talking before the podcast, probably, well, definitely the most debated subject in the whole world right now is By far. COVID vaccines. And um, so we're going to be talking from a pastoral perspective about this. And um, some people would kind of prefer that we we don't do this, I would guess. Maybe people in our own church would prefer that we don't venture into these waters because um, the perception is that to talk about COVID vaccines, especially from any kind of Christian or theological standpoint, is to it's, it's ultimately going to lead to disunity. It's going to separate people from one another. And um, that's been a lot of people's experience as pastors have uh, weighed in on the matter on YouTube and in podcasts. Um, John Piper just wrote an article for his Desiring God website a week or two ago about um, about the COVID vaccine, and it's, it's actually a, a very helpful article, I think. Um, but he was criticized very intensely on social media. Mm-hmm. I saw some of that criticism um, for the, the stand that he took. So... Um, some people would would prefer that we just don't talk about it and, and imagine that this will just go away 
Um, but in preparation, we thought, well, as pastors, this is a big thing, and this is something that people think about. It's something that people in our church, and I'm sure all of our listeners are thinking about occasionally, and so it would be a little bit irresponsible for us to just run away from the mm. topic, to remain silent, um, especially given, not to be prideful, but given the scriptural and, and theological knowledge that we have, for us just to say, well, we're not going to yeah. apply that knowledge that, that the Lord has given us to this topic. Um, we're mm-hmm. going to let doctors just sort of cover that, and we'll stay off in our little church bubble over here. Mm-hmm. There is a sense, I think, in which we, we do want to sort of stay in our lane. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are not going to give you all the latest statistics or bust <laughs> out the research. Um, we're not the experts in that. We, we've, we've personally tried to do as much of that as we could for ourselves to make up our own minds on various things. But mm-hmm. uh, we, we do want to attack this issue, and we want to do so from, I think, the, the sort of vantage point of being pastors. How do we lead Christians through these pretty complex times? How do Mm -hmm. we um, do our part in helping God's flock walk together, um, even despite the variety of opinions that are held by people in the pew, by everyone in the pew, including Mm -hmm. ourselves? Mm -hmm. Um, So what does God's word say say to us? And so uh, that's a lot of the the heart behind this episode. Mm -hmm. There have been a lot of talk uh there's there's been a lot of talk even this morning between mark and i about um whether or not we can even use the word should Uh, we're not going to get into should christians uh take the vaccine maybe we could do that another episode but must christians in some scenarios right (laughs) some pastors would say you must take it or you're not being a christian yeah Yeah. Yeah. and so what we want to do is how do we how do we think through these issues as Christians and what should the sort of posture of our, of our hearts be toward one another, uh, particularly given the sort of loadedness of mm-hmm. this conversation? Um, and so I think the first thing we should even ask sort of as a prerequisite for this conversation is, are COVID vaccines something Christians even can legitimately debate? Some people will answer this no, um, and they will have either the uh, anti-vaccine position or uh, they will have a you must get vaccinated vaccine position so there's no Mm -hmm. debate for those two sort of warring camps or those two ideologies Um, what what are your thoughts on that mark do you do you think there's room for debate Um, or is this something we must take a hard and fast position on as christians from a biblical christian standpoint well I don't have any statistics on the matter, but I would guess the the extreme positions are very small groups, hmm. actually, uh, that you would have the people who are absolutely anti-vax and a Christian must not receive the vaccine hmm. um, would be probably a fairly small group. And that's not saying they're necessarily wrong, but it's a smaller group than, mm-hmm. than uh, the rest of the population. And then those saying... A Christian must receive the vaccine, and it's love for neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like you want to kill your neighbor if you don't mm-hmm. wear a mask and and uh, get vaccinated. Uh, that's sort of the way that that some people could talk. But I would yeah. guess also that is a fairly smaller group. And so in between mm-hmm. the um, the must and the never uh, groups are a whole lot of people who recognize 
that this is uh, a debatable mm-hmm. issue. Uh, to what extent should people be encouraged to mm-hmm. vaccinate? Um, should it be mandated by the government? Uh, that's a, a big conversation that people could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just starting by recognizing that, I would guess almost all of our listeners would be in that, wow, it, this is debatable. Um, and it's not just debatable because it's debated. That's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it is debatable because uh there are so many variables. That's yeah. one reason that it's debatable. And so to require a vaccine, for example, for somebody mm-hmm. who's allergic to things that are in the vaccine is yeah. basically casting that person aside in society yeah. and saying that they, they, can't they can't they can't go to a baseball game, mm-hmm. you know, um, among other things, of course, that are more important. Um, and then on the other side, the never vaccinate group, I think that there is a Christian case to be made from scripture Mm-hmm. that these vaccines can be used in good conscience by a Christian. Um, I, I do believe that a Christian, because of the abortion issue, could be conscientiously opposed to all vaccines, and yeah. that that would be a position that a Christian can legitimately take. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, I would suggest that a Christian actually Need can't. Not. Can't, need not feel that way, yeah. that there is a case to be made for a Christian to receive a vaccine in good conscience. Yeah. And so, therefore, um, here we are in, in the, the conversation um, that we find ourselves in in this culture. So, yeah, I think we would both agree that it is a debatable thing, yeah. and there are clearly um, valid arguments that can be made on both sides as Christians, uh, mm-hmm. Christian arguments that can be made. Um, and so, yeah, we do see some some complexities here that are worth worth thinking about. And so... Um, but part of the reason we want to establish that it's debatable is because we're going to encourage people to live at peace with yes. others who don't see it your way. And we would not encourage, say, a church to hey, just have anybody up there preaching and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter that Mormon, you know, that you know, they could come up and share mm-hmm. um, because obviously that would be an unbiblical, unsupported position that Therefore, is coming from debatable. the pulpit. Yeah, it's not a debatable um, matter within the church. Yeah, And so um, allowing for di- sort of diversity of opinion mm-hmm. and imagining that one has real Christian fellowship with that person who believes what is a heretical yeah. or false teaching is is not a biblical way of doing church. Yeah, it's okay for somebody to debate with a Christian that Jesus is not God. Yep. It's not good for Christians to debate that openly amongst themselves. Right. Uh, that should be a settled thing. So that's a sort of matter of dogma. Um, that should be a rock-solid foundational commitment that Christians share, whereas the issue of vaccines, we don't think arises to that level. It doesn't, it doesn't come to that level of dogma where absolutely all Christians who are being yep. faithful to the Lord shouldn't or must. opposite hand must yeah. uh, receive the vaccine. Um, it, we, we don't think it, it, it arises quite that far or it comes up quite that far. And so, so we've already made lots of people mad. Yes, we've already, <laughs> there's people are probably upset. Yes, already. Um, but then, okay. So, Moving from that point, we'll start, we'll start have that, having that assumption mm. that it is a debatable matter, that, that Christians can 
have honest disagreements with one another, uh, what does then the Bible tell us to do um, in this regard? How are we called to live? Well, the the, the Bible does tell us mm-hmm. a lot about about getting along with one another, um, and there are several examples in the New Testament uh, and in the Old, uh, but we have a few from the New Testament that we've come up with. One of the ones that jumps right to mind for Mark and I as we were thinking through this, is Romans twelve eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans twelve, uh, Paul embarks on giving lots of, you could almost say, bullet point moralistic teaching uh, of how Christians are to live. And I say moralistic, not to say that it's bad, but mm-hmm. he's just giving us a uh, lot of commands. You could say, um, and one of the things he says is, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Um, and so we are to live at peace as much as we possibly can. Other people may not want to live at peace with us, but we must in general strive with all our being to live peaceably with all people. Mm -hmm. This isn't just Christians. This Mm -hmm. isn't just people who agree with us. This is particularly with people who disagree with us, who see things very differently. Uh, We should have a sort of stance or a posture, uh, a disposition Mm -hmm. of peace Mm -hmm. uh, with people. And so how do we do this when things are so heated? This is These are heated things. Uh, somebody mandating to put something in your body, that will not seem peaceable to you if you are very, very adamantly opposed to vaccines. Um, or uh, somebody refusing to take a vaccine, seeing, and you might, you might see this as, oh, they're not doing what's best for the common good. They are not considering the needs of others. Uh, this is an act of violence almost. And mm. so you will almost see this person as living very, very violently, very unpeaceably. Mm. Uh, so so how do you how do you do that? Um, these are the sorts of things we must think about as as Christians. Paul is telling us, so far as it depends on you, you need mm-hmm. to live peaceably with all people, even people you don't like, even people you disagree with. Yeah, I like that word disposition that you used. It it is that to me is at the core of our pastoral response to this whole issue is to ask the heart question. What is yeah. happening in your heart when people talk about vaccines or masks or gathering um or covid in general? Do you have in your heart uh a desire for peace? a desire to love that person that you're talking to or even about. Um, that's the pastoral question. And again, uh, that, that doesn't have all that much to do with um, a political position on mandates or uh, the medical data for or against the vaccines. Um, the Christian can think about those things and should, yeah. But really, as as ministers, uh, I like how Zach started our episode today. We, our lane is to ask the heart questions, mm-hmm. uh, and the heart question is: Are you seeking peace? Uh, Jesus said, "Blessed are the peacemakers; they're the sons of God, hmm. and um, they're God's children." Basically, and I know that yeah. many people. Uh, now, this is far more than the people on the extreme positions. I would say there are many people in that middle who who regard it as a debatable matter who still fail to live peaceably hmm. uh, towards uh, people on either extreme. Yeah. 
um, or even those people sort of in the middle of the issue as well. And so that's kind of the main question, too, of our mm-hmm. of our podcast. The main point we want to make is the call to peace, the call to unity. Um, it is really important that Zach noted that it seems like this is calling us to live peaceably with all, all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just people in church, not just people we agree with. That's easy to live at peace with people that you agree with. Um, yeah, but it's as kind far of a blanket as, statement. Right, as far as you're able, work towards peace. Um, and you have to be humble to do that. You have to value a person um, even more than than their position at yeah. times. Uh, so that will enable you to hopefully to live at peace. And so another text mm-hmm. that, that came to my mind was Ephesians 4, two and six, um, this is talking about peace within the church. Mm. So it says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. So humbleness, gentleness, patience, um, love, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And so I like how uh, that challenges some reformness um at sometimes in our reformed calvinistic culture we'll say oh god is just going to keep us together god is doing all the work of salvation which is true and so Hmm. we would minimize the amount of effort that we have to make towards keeping peace and unity in a church paul says Hmm. make every effort you people make every effort to keep unity uh the unity of the spirit and uh here's what unity is based on there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope, one there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So recognize the spiritual unity that you have and make that more important in your mind and in your life than people disagreeing on debatable matters and sort of allowing that to, to cast people aside if they are anti-vax or pro-vax or even if they're a moderate in some way yeah i this a lot of these passages remind me of something i think i learned from my mom um growing (laughs) up my mom is sort of known as a woman who sees the best in literally anyone um, and mm. and strives to see the best, mm-hmm. uh, which made her a really great kindergarten teacher um, because there's a lot of ordinary kids I'm sure she dealt <laughs> with over the years. In fact, I know there are. Um, and so she always would, would strive to see the best in a kid and to be as gracious with a kid as possible, and thinking about their home life, thinking about uh, what they're dealing with, uh, mm-hmm. with their siblings or with their parents. Um, she actually was a teacher in a, in a really poor community. Uh, it was an unincorporated town known for having migrant laborers. Um, so there's lots of drugs and gang activity. And so she had a tough job. And so she had to, to think mm-hmm. about how to see her kids in the best light possible. And this is something that I've realized more and more as I've grown up that, I learned that from her, I think, without ever knowing it, um, that I try to use my imagination as best I can to think about why other people see things the way that they see them and the way that they do things the way that they do them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Especially with this conversation where somebody's yeah. grandma could have just died of COVID. Yeah. And so you have to think through why might this you know, make them feel a certain way? Yeah. Why might this make them more 
adamant that everybody goes and gets a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can understand, you know, maybe that position or, uh, or however they're dealing with it. You can, you can p- sort of begin to put yourself in their, in their shoes. And so what's really helpful for striving for peace and unity as these two texts say is I think having a strong imagination, mm. um, and mm. being, as sympathetic and as gracious to them as possible. This doesn't mean that they're that being imaginative and thinking about how <laughs> you would feel changes your position. Um, but the more you can understand the way that they're thinking and why they're thinking what they're thinking, um, the better off you will be in, in, in helping them, yep. even if you want to tr- change their position uh, to, to do so. Um, I think that's what, that's the kind of love Paul is telling us to have bearing with one another in love. He says in Ephesians four verse two, mm-hmm. um, we are to do so lovingly, not to look down on them and say, I can't even understand how you would think that when somebody admits that they can't understand why somebody else thinks a certain way, they mean, that means to me that that's, that they've lost the plot. You've, you've, mm. you've, that's how you're failing to bring unity is because you can't understand mm. how they would think that what you need to do is think deeply about that. So you can understand why mm-hmm. they're thinking that way. Um, and so you have to, to do that sort of difficult work. Um, and that's the sort of call that Paul is giving to us here in each of these passages. I yeah. Think. So in this podcast, we are not necessarily, we're not trying to change your mind about what to believe about the vaccine but we are trying to m- maybe change how you communicate about what you believe about the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is by expanding your horizons a little bit. Yep. Yes. How do you communicate? Uh, so that question you asked earlier is really sort of the big diagnostic question. I think when somebody brings up the issues of ma- masks and vaccines, particularly when they say something or have an opinion that you disagree with, what is your heart's response uh, in your heart of hearts? Uh, is it sort of revulsion? Is it mm. anger? Is it resentment? Is it judgment? Maybe it's all of these things combined. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it uh, confusion where you sort of ask, well, tell me more about that. I'm, I'm yeah. not quite sure how you're seeing that uh, that way. Or do you get sort of anxiety and panic mm. that they're talking about this issue? They're bringing this up and this is the one issue that you would literally rather do anything else than talk about. Mm. Um, That's how people in our church might feel to hear that the pastors did an episode yeah, on like, vaccines, right? Little, it's just like, a little uncomfortable. Oh no, not, you know, it's yeah, like, and so we, we had to talk about, we've been toying with the idea for quite a few weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it does seem important enough and in, in a way talking about it could actually help us to be more united mm-hmm. i think that there's often the opposite assumption that when we talk about divisive things we will autom- automatically become disunited mm-hmm. but um i'm convinced actually that the opposite can happen when we talk about racism and when we've seen that there is racism in a certain context and we talk about it, hmm. well, actually, that's a healthy thing to do. Yeah. Um, and instead of just yeah. saying, oh, when we talk about it, that's just sort of stirs it all up and then nothing ever gets solved. 
no, um, that's actually not our approach with this episode. Is It is to talk about it, this thing that people are thinking about all the time, hmm. and encourage Christian thinking on it. Um, how would Jesus, uh, you know, how would he approach people who are worried about this virus? Would he just tell them that they're being stupid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, how would how would Jesus approach people who are um, living with with strong faith? Would he just tell them, "No, you're being stupid because you're not mm-hmm. you're not caring enough about your neighbor"? Probably not. Um, I don't know exactly. Uh, you know, a lot of people are claiming Jesus would get vaccinated and things like that. That is very, very presumptuous. Um, and so that's not what we as pastors, it, it is our really our job to do. Um, but I, I do think we can say Jesus would, would listen and care for the person who is struggling in some ways uh, with a decision to, to vaccinate or not or to think about their kids and schooling and all yeah. that stuff. To, to listen and to talk would be the posture, I think, though, yeah, of so Christ. That means having an imagine, ma- imagination filled with how Jesus would react. This requires yeah. knowing Jesus well intimately yeah. by understanding his approach to controversial subjects. Um, and usually he's a little bit confounding in a, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or he's, he does things that are unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, don't be too quick to think, oh yeah, Jesus would totally just do this. Yeah. Um, or he would, he would or wouldn't get a vaccine. Um, maybe you could come up with a strong argument yeah, for what what you really honestly think he would do, but to to not do so flippantly, um, because that would be the error of presumption. Um, yeah, and so and so in addition to thinking individually, um, one thing <laughs> that we also recognize bears a little conversation is is uh, church cultures. So I know that there are some church cultures again we're talking about congregational identity congregational values where um vaccine mandates are being discussed Uh, that's that is something that is happening i know in the christian reformed church i know that Mm -hmm. some are are moving in that direction if they are not already there to require a proof of vaccination to attend a worship service um and then of course there's many again on the opposite extreme where the the culture of the church is very anti-vax or don't talk about it and let people be free and um, we're just not going to talk about it at this church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we encourage each person to be a little bit diagnostic of the church culture that you live in mm-hmm. and um, recognize that maybe some people in the congregation where you attend worship could be struggling with something, uh, with with maybe feeling like an outcast at this season of the church's life. Yeah, especially if you are a part of what you might sense is the majority position of your church. So yeah. if you think that your church culture tends towards being more against the vaccine, um, then be mindful. Uh, and if you hold that position yourself, if you're mm-hmm. against it, be mindful of those who are for it and how they might feel uh, and or vice versa. If you're at a church that is majority for getting the vaccine and sort of honestly thinks that everybody 
should get it. Um, or must get it in order or, to attend or church. must get yeah. it, yeah, in order yeah. to, to attend the church. Yeah. Uh, then be mindful of those who have strong uh, disagreements with it. Even though you may not really hold to their position at all, uh, maybe you, you will feel even morally um, provoked by it, um, which may or may not be okay. Uh, just be mindful of their sort of status in your church um, because it, it could be very easy for, for many of us to begin more and more in the new horizon that post that post the post create post COVID world has created <laughs> for us mm. um, to find churches that just really politically align with us. Yeah. And we then we elevate our political opinions and ideas so highly uh, that we make them, we sort of enshrine them religiously and think, oh, we have to go to a church that teaches the right, not just the right gospel, but the right political beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we we can then, yeah, we can create a lot lot more division mm-hmm. um, by doing that if we are not careful. And so, well, and that gets into really the last point that we have on our notes here is um, how ideology can so often control our response Hmm. to COVID and to vaccines and masks and how ideology can become sort of uh, the elephant that we sit on and uh, it's just going to take us where it wants to go. Um, At times maybe not in necessarily wrong directions, but we we have to recognize how, how powerful ideology is in how we think through these things. And so I would guess that we've said some buzzwords in this podcast that make some people ideologically opposed to anything that we would t- yeah. be teaching, whether even if it's quoting straight out of the Bible, it's going to be regarded as taking something out of context or manipulating God's word because we've we have broken some sin, some we've we've committed some cardinal sin yeah, of an ideological it. construction for somebody else uh so if, I'll, I'll give you an example i'll even put this exercise to you so i am vaccinated okay so i have received two doses I'm fully vaccinated the pfizer vaccine and when when somebody would hear that they would maybe say oh well then i can't trust anything that you have told have told me so far in this podcast that would be an ideological opposition and it may of, even go so far as that they question anything you ever preached yes it could go that far even encouraging peace and recognizing that there's disagreement that's can be sort of code for uh hmm. some sort of ideological manipulation that we're trying to do oh yeah um no uh we're, we're trying to work things out and we would strongly encourage, if you see someone wearing a mask, don't assume that you know that person's beliefs and ideology and they're just a pawn in Biden's game and you know a, a Fauci and all this stuff. Um, <laughs> see people as people, value them, especially if you know them well and, um, and are their friends, are friends with that person, value that person. And instead yeah. of the buzzwords that they may or may not say. Yeah, I think in, in our present context, it's really easy for us to see people as their ideology and to see ideology as um, extremely simplistic. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so we, we, 
a good example is masks. You see somebody wearing a mask, oh, they're just a pawn for Biden. Yeah. You see somebody not wearing a mask, yeah. oh, they're just a silly Trump supporter. Yeah. Um, they're just a fool, you might think. Um, yeah, things are just more complex with their freedom, than, and they don't care about yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a jerk over yeah. there, not wearing his mask. He could get that little old lady sick over there. Mm-hmm. Um, that that could be. Maybe that person is a jerk, or maybe that person is sort of a pawn for Biden. Um, <laughs> but you don't know that. Uh, you don't know that person. I, I think that having a good anthropology and un, a good understanding mm-hmm. of the complexity of the human person or of any human person is really helpful here. Um, yeah. People will have probably really complex thoughts. There've been plenty of times where I've, I've walked into a grocery store in the past couple months and I've worn a mask and sometimes I haven't worn a mask and hmm. I don't know, is, is it inconsistent? Sure. Sometimes I just forget to grab it as I come out of the car and I sort of think uh, it's not worth it. And so if somebody were to judge me, uh, for not wearing it, I would just sort of say, honestly, I just forgot my mask. I'm sorry. I, maybe I should have gone back and gotten it. Um, yeah, not everything is a statement. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to not wear yeah. my mask or by wearing it. I'm, I don't know, man. At this point <laughs> in November 2021, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to do my best. And I think that's probably yeah. how a lot of people feel. It's not like I'm trying to make, yeah, some big valiant statement one way or the other um it's just not that and so everything's not maybe as black as white black and white as we want it to be it's what we really like it when when things are and we want for things to be black and white this is why Mm. so many of us love listening to our favorite uh, news anchors or pundits that make the world out sound like it's really simple and they Make they say that things are a lot worse, uh, perhaps than they are, or they just they they give us that sort of sense that that there's good guys, there's bad mm-hmm. guys. We mm-hmm. can just join the good guys by doing this, and we can oppose the bad guys, and that's the sort of moral vision that they give us. And so we have to be really careful with that sort of thing, yeah. uh, as Christians in particular, uh, to not get sucked into that way of seeing the world we can see the world in all of its complexity and that's not relishing in the doubt or mm-hmm. relishing in the unknown as if that's some moral thing but it's just yeah. a recognition of reality as it truly is reality is pretty complex and this whole covid vaccine issue uh, has made that and should have made that clear to all of us yeah and uh, my last thought would just be not just an encouragement to live at peace with other people, but to receive God's peace. So there's a really interesting thing that happens. When you are seeking to live at peace with other people, you will be peaceful. Hmm. You, will have, you will have peace in your heart knowing you're a new creation. You, you, hmm. you can see in your life, I'm working towards peace with others. And wow god God is so good to me he's made peace with me through the cross yeah and and i can live at peace with other people i disagree with it's those people who are peaceful and who are okay now during covid in their sort of uh, psyche their psyche is okay Mm -hmm. it is the people who are not living at peace with other people who are the most worried Hmm. and who have no peace yeah so in a sense 
being a peaceful person starts with having peace with God, but it also results in being more peaceful. Yeah. And being more at peace with your with yourself. It, it's like this uh, mm-hmm. disposition, like you said earlier, that um, is directed towards other people, but it's, it comes from your heart. It comes from having a peaceful heart. Mm-hmm. And so um, I guess that's, that's why we would encourage people to recognize this as a debatable issue and recognizing it as that and tr- striving towards peace will yield peace in your own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of, of course, that peace is a gift from God, but we strive towards it, like what Paul said. Yeah. Um, we, we, we desire to keep peace with other people. And where I see... Uh, very, very angry or worried people, it is among those people with the strongest opinions on masks and vaccinations. Hmm. And so I'm sad for those people as a pastor, and I would, I just always hope for them, oh, if, if you could just see this as the issue that it is, and people are going to disagree on it, and just accept that, mm-hmm. and and be at peace with God, and, and you just can... move on. And, yeah, well, and, and you can live with that person who you disagree with yeah. now. Um, and so I, I guess that if, if you're in, um, our congregation, that's sort of my, uh, my take on how things should go is, is that we would be a peaceful unit, united congregation. And also that we would be able to hold to our, our personal convictions on the matter mm-hmm. all, um, at the same time. Um, peace does not require unanimity or, uh, homogeneity or just being right. monolithic in how we all agree on something. Yeah, uniformity. Uh, yeah, uniformity. Um, but there can be peace where people disagree on on some fairly important things. So mm-hmm. uh, if this is an issue that you hear about and you are anxious about, then um, not only will, will that anxiety sort of invade your own heart, but it, it will come out against other people in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and so you're called to peace. And this peace is not there. just some kumbaya kind yeah. of peace. This is the peace that the scriptures call us to. And it doesn't just mean, yeah, we all agree the same on the same things. We all have the same opinions, but it means that despite our, our difference of opinion, we're going to strive and make every effort, as Paul says, for unity in the spirit. And so we thank you all for listening. We hope that in some small way this has been helpful for each of you. Perhaps we'll loop back around in the next month or so to this issue of COVID and vaccinations. Um, Maybe this is just the beginning. Who knows? Uh, But we thank you guys for listening, and we will be with you next week. See you.